0: To the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle and I'm Jackie, and we're just two best
1: friends and ex blockbuster employees rewatching some of our favorite movies from the late
0: 90s and early 2000s. Well, Jackie, we have our first family member. We are really excited to introduce our cousin Mark. I say our because I've known him since he was like, how old, Jackie? <laughs> uh, probably five. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) This is my
1: baby cousin, Mark. (laughs) Say hello to the audience, Mark.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm 30 now. so (laughs) Not so much a baby anymore. (laughs) We don't
1: have a a five-year-old doing Jay and Silent Bob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So today we're doing Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because... It's the 20th anniversary, which seems to be a theme going on right now for us, which, hey, why not? 2001 was a great year for some of our favorite movies. It really was. In this movie, we obviously are following Jay and Silent Bob, characters from a variety of Kevin Smith movies who are getting their own solo movie and taking us on a venture cross country to Miramax. <laughs> if you want to watch this movie, you can find it on HBO Max. But before we get started, we've got to do our ratings rewind.
1: So, you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves we give. Then, at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy
0: it again, the best would plan repeat, five day rental, would watch again two-day rental. Eh, Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. Straight-up trash. (laughs) All right, Jackie, so what was your rating?
1: Well, I love Kevin Smith. He is my favorite director. He, He makes such intelligent but irreverent movies, and I so appreciate that, that he can kind of make fun of himself. I love potty humor. I love dick and fart jokes. So like anything he makes is right up my alley. And so Y2K Jackie would buy, would buy again. I own this movie. It was actually one of the first double DVD packs in the clamshell that I owned. Mark? (laughs)
2: 100%, I would buy that movie. I was 12 years old, I think, when the movie came out, somewhere around there. So uh, just hearing the jokes and the cuss words and what I grew up on, just, I don't know, something about it, something about it when I grew up was just awesome. Uh, It was one of those movies that, it's kind of hard to say now, but you feel like you would watch it again and again and again for years and years to come. Yes. So, so, and uh, in hindsight, Kevin (laughs) Smith is an awesome guy. But uh, it, like, it, it just felt like one of those movies. And then when I found out, I think Jackie was the one that put me on to IMDb and all that stuff, like way back in the day. And I didn't even know Silent Bob was the guy, the guy that made the movie. <laughs> so just like, that was like some cool stuff, you know what I mean? To so actually actually see a character in the movie was the guy that wrote and directed and blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So, like that just kind of blew my mind too about the movie. So, oh yeah, would <laughs> 100.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a shocker. I've never seen this movie. <laughs>
1: what? I mean, her track record procedure hasn't seen the movie or she doesn't remember it <laughs> at all. Not
0: all the time, but so I think I think my brain should be studied because I so i don't know (laughs) i don't know if it's the fact that you jackie love it so much and i love other kevin smith films that in my brain i said you know i've seen that i love that movie no i have not have not there was not one part of that movie that felt familiar yes (laughs)
2: early early onset dementia I wish I had that with some movies I wish I watched this for the first time again
0: so lucky you it it was like walking around and it's like waking up and you know it's your house but you don't recognize anything that's what the movie was so um yeah I have some fresh views of this film
2: you don't remember characters or i
0: remember the characters but i remember them from all the other movies <laughs> it's
1: true it is like a weird blend because he yeah, brings yeah, yeah. in other characters from the Voski
0: universe so yeah so um all the fanboys don't don't hate on me um
2: but I've her never brain
1: seen... it, <laughs> her brain is just brand new it's it's <laughs>
0: Like a
2: baby, like a baby. <laughs> you don't remember this movie. That's crazy. Again, awesome, awesome at the same time.
0: I don't. it's, but no, I really think like, sometimes it's really, cause I didn't remember it. Like when we did heavyweights, I didn't remember it, but I know I watched it. I don't think I saw this movie whatsoever. Um, so let's, let's dive in. So obviously we are introduced to them As babies, we find their meat cute, like how they met.
1: Kevin Smith, Baby Bob, is played by his daughter, Harley Quinn, in her first role. And so they meet outside a Quick Stop. Both their moms just kind of park them
0: in front of the Quick Stop and abandon them. Which I love that, like, at first I was like, oh, nobody's going to talk about these babies just sitting outside. But that man, like, really did call... (laughs) Called the mom out i called jay's mom out like uh so i guess you want your kids to be kidnapped she's like the other one's watching the other one i'm like lady really
1: <laughs> and then you see she uses the word fuck oh yeah just a little disclaimer there's gonna be a lot of cursing in this
0: episode more than we normally do which yes
2: is not, because I'm, not because I'm here no it's
0: not because Mark's here <laughs> It's because we're gonna to have to quote some of this movie and it is literally the, a fuck. What, what,
2: I was about to say, who had the stat who had the stat on how many times I did.
1: I, I do let me find it in my notes. Fuck was said in some variation 248 times in this movie. I was I that's, just heard that's it. Yeah, that's it.
0: And that you know what? Cursing is not bad. I just saw mm-hmm. in the news. That And when I say TikTok? news, I mean TikTok. Uh, <laughs> heard on the quote-unquote news that um, people who curse a lot are actually very intelligent. Yep. So there you go.
2: Form of expression,
0: Yeah. I like to say.
1: Jay's mom throws a bunch of F-bombs out and so he starts repeating her and it transitioned to adult Jay. Still just throwing out those fucks making little songs. They're still <laughs> holding up the wall at the quick stop.
2: Is it not that, the best opening song to a movie ever?
1: Oh, it's so <laughs> I I,
2: I, st- I still catch myself singing it. <laughs> Randomly. Randomly.
1: And, that, like, as the mo- scene's playing, I'm, like, singing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, mother, fuck, mother, <laughs> mother, mother, fuck. fuck. <laughs> Obviously, they're the local drug dealers outside the quick stop much to Randall and Dante's chagrin they're very upset Randall and Dante are from Clerks and Clerks 2
0: where Kevin Smith's first movie well Clerks was right Clerks was
1: Kevin Smith's first movie and that was the first introduction of Jay and Silent Bob and this is the fifth movie in the view askew and a verse. I
0: can never say that. <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> "Oh, Jackie got that." Knew <laughs> 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 how to say it.
1: And their first leading roles—they've always been support characters. Jay also makes reference in the scene to God herself, which is a nod to Dogma, which I really love. Shout out Alanis, R- Randall, and Dante. Like piss Jay and Silent Bob off because they want them gone. And so the kids come in and Jay has made up this elaborate story about how uh, Randall and Dante had a Star Wars themed wedding.
0: So there are going to be so many different rabbit holes in this movie because there's so many references. But one thing I could say that rang true throughout this entire movie and that I was confused. I was confused. There was so much gay talk in this movie And then sometimes it was almost like they were trying to redeem the amount of gay talk in the movie, which we'll get to a scene later that I'll go deeper into that. But I felt, I I felt kind of like Jesus, the nineties and the two thousands was so homophobic.
1: Yes. and Kevin Smith was called out by, I, I guess it was an LGBTQ organization for his use of all of the homophobic jokes, he tried to say, or he <laughs> did say, that he wasn't in any way trying to demean gay people.
0: I'm, I think, so I think the the process in which that society made it okay for him to do those kind of things, mm-hmm. if society had said that is wrong, he probably wouldn't have done it yes. as much. I think he's learned quite a bit, which I think everyone has. I think as a consciousness we're all learning. But this movie was lit heard with like gay yes comments.
1: Almost I would say a good 80% of the jokes
0: yeah. were and look, I'm not trying to be a Debbie downer. Like I love my old 90s comedy, but because I don't have the nostalgia with this movie and I, as I'm watching it, yeah. I am just what the fuck is happening every second there's a dick joke but a gay dick joke at that yeah so yeah i'm off my soapbox we can continue
1: that's okay so randall and dante get a restraining order against jay and silent bob they can't hang out at the quick stop anymore which why did it take them so long
0: to do this in the first place
1: (laughs) so then they go over to Brody's Secret Stash.
0: Brody is played by Jason Lee. Two people in this movie because he's two different roles in the okay. I'm gonna try the view as goo universe. <laughs> I don't know how to say it.
1: <laughs> so Brody is the character from All Rats that Jason Lee plays, and he now owns a comic book store. Um And he tells Jay and Silent Bob, hey, um, why are you selling dime bags outside the Quick Stop? You should have Blunt Man and Chronic Bunny. Their Miramax optioned your movie. And Jay
0: and Silent Bob don't know what the internet is. They'll have no fucking idea. Which I think it's almost like they were explaining the internet to old people in this movie as well. Yes. (laughs) And all of their
1: descriptions of the internet not wrong (laughs) (laughs) there's like a joke in there about how why would miramax option that and the explanation (laughs) kevin smith is so perceptive and it was presented as a joke and they're like oh well x-men did really well so studios are optioning every comic book they can get their hands on
0: right And it's also because, I mean, despite him being a very prolific director and writer, he is a huge comic book nerd. Like, Mm -hmm. he's obsessed and has written quite a few things in the comic book world. He directs
1: quite a few episodes of Supergirl. He very much is in that world.
0: Yeah. He's at Comic-Con all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He could see the writing on the wall. So then they go to They're very upset... <laughs> and they go to Holden played by Ben Affleck Holden is a character originated in
0: chasing Amy
1: they're, and
0: they're, they're tracking the money now
1: yes so they're like oh we're owed money let's get on this and so they go and talk to Holden who wrote the comic and then Banky inked it so Holden says he he cashed out his share he sold the whole thing to Banky and he's out of the game it was in his decision to sell the rights to miramax to option a movie and then he said he shows them the internet he says you guys are it's all over the internet how have you guys not heard about this and jay says what the fuck is the internet <laughs> it's Like, who, who the hell is David?" <laughs> exactly <laughs> And Holden explains people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another, which still true to this day.
2: (laughs) I said the same thing. I was like, is that not what we're doing today? (laughs) Even right now
1: in real time.
2: Thank you, internet.
1: (laughs) Holden takes them to a website called moviepoopshoot.com,
0: which was a real site, right? It was up for a a while. while. And remember
1: forums yes. where you would just go to bitch about things. It's like
0: the the Reddit of the 2000s. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that's essentially what movie Poop Shoot is. And then there's some sort of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon joke. I didn't write it down. I just wrote <laughs> Ben Affleck and Matt Damon joke. <laughs> this movie is so meta to like the nth degree.
0: So mess. Yes that is the perfect description of it because I was like wait so again so many rabbit holes
1: yes and then we get the iconic quote from moviepoopshoot.com fuck them up their stupid asses (laughs) Jay is like well how do I find all these people on the internet so I can kick all their asses before they ruin our good names and Baldwin goes first of all I don't know how good your names are
0: right (laughs)
1: another true statement the internet has given everyone in america a voice (laughs) ain't that the truth (laughs) (laughs) and then holding goes on to remind them that they're not actually talking about jay and silent bob they're talking about plump man and chronic fictional characters
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which I, I was like, what is, is he trying to do fake sign language? What is that? He really was. Oh, <laughs> so problematic. Yes.
1: <laughs> we get our first fourth wall break. They say a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Who'd pay to see that? And all three actors turn and just look at the, <laughs> like dead down the camera.
0: I, I said, when they did that, I looked at them and said, I didn't pay for this shit. Don't look <laughs> at me. I'm watching this. On my streaming. Thanks. <laughs> then Jay proclaims, Come on, Silent Bob, we're going to Hollywood. <laughs> and then bitches don't have money for bus fare. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you planning a trip and you don't even have the necessities? If you don't have money to go on the bus, how are you going to eat? And just logical things. And my, there fav- is no logic. my favorite line, when they go onto the bus without a ticket and then realize very quickly they have to get off because they don't have a ticket, they go, wait, man, when did, when did it start to cost? That shit used to come to our house when we were little pickets up to go to school. I'm
1: just like, oh, why? They live yeah. in their own special little world. Yes. Well, Jay does. So they have to revert to hitchhiking because they don't have bus money. They meet a drifter played by George
0: Carlin, who explains how sex work workers
2: work. Because
0: that's essentially what it was. It was rules of the road. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And then he says it's in the unwritten book of the road. So Jay's like, "Oh, there's a fucking book. I have to learn this shit." George Carlin's character explains that. He gives head for rides, essentially. <laughs> and so Jay's like, "Oh man, okay, okay. <laughs> Some people do it for less, so can we hate on the man? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's
0: a It's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when the trucker comes after he explains the rules and he gets into the truck, and the trucker doesn't even let him close the door before he says, <laughs> unbuttoning his pants." <laughs> Like (laughs) roadhead all the way. (laughs) And I like how he like bends over with his mouth wide open. Like he is ready to go.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) So then this very sweet station wagon pulls up Uh next to Jane Silent Bob. And it is a nun played by Carrie Fisher. We don't know where she's going. She's, she's living on a prayer. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> she she, <laughs> she has the buddy christ in her uh windshield
0: from ready, dogma
1: correct from dogma and she's just doing them a favor but jay in all of his infamous he, he, he confusion. He,
0: okay so yes. he doesn't read social cues he thinks all social cues especially yeah just all social cues have to be sexual yes and so the nun tells they both get in the back seat like they're in a a taxi or uber and she's (laughs) like you guys don't all have to be back there you you know come sit up front so jay takes the bullet because he just learned the rules of the road (laughs) he thinks he's going to give a nun head
1: yes and 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 she she starts talking about the the good book and uh, do you (laughs) practice your teachings of the good book so he's like oh that's that fucking unwritten book of the road which further confirms that he needs to give this nun some head to pay his way (laughs) so needless to say they're quickly thrown out of the car yeah and then there's this weird scene with the mystery machine shows shows up
0: yeah so their next ride is with the Scooby-Doo gang or um pretty much everyone dressed like Scooby-Doo and Scooby I don't know it's Scooby-Doo but I think that was probably like a joke because originally Kevin Smith wanted Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. to be in the movie because they had been in so many Miramax movies, but they didn't do it. So. They were shooting
1: Scooby-Doo at the time, so they had to decline. That's
0: right. That was getting to a point. <laughs> <laughs> I started and I got off base.
1: So then you realize it was
0: all like a fever dream for Jay. But, was it? I think it was because <laughs> they passed out. So I thought maybe they they dropped came- them off. Yeah, I wasn't sure because they weren't in the same spot anymore where they got picked up.
1: No, they were in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. When they woke up. <laughs> Mark, was it a dream or was it real? Did they get picked up by the Scooby gang?
2: These guys smoke so much weed.
0: <laughs> they were part I, of
1: the Scooby I, gang.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, if they believed it, they were
0: it. I mean, honestly, it could be that they never even left where they were. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This could have all just been a
1: bad trip.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Then we hear the swell of the movies theme music, and it made me smile so goddamn hard. (laughs) So we see them enter movies. For some reason, movies has a computer with the internet.
2: I said the same thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but okay. You know what?
0: McDonald's back in the day used to have something similar where it was like, but I think it was like games. It was super weird, and it the way that it looked reminded me of it.
2: And I was yeah. happy with the. I was happy with the play place. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a whole, a whole computer and internet access.
1: So then they look up moviepoopshoot.com again and there are more trolls hating on blunt man and chronic Jay's response is you are the ones who are the ball lickers <laughs> like he's cop, like literally
0: screaming out loud in this public place I'm surprised he didn't call the cops on them
1: yes well it gets worse because then <laughs> in walks justice played by Shannon Elizabeth and what? Jay has the fucking biggest boner
0: ever (laughs) not even a joke but like a real boner is happening the funny thing about that character is that they actually offered it to heather graham they wanted her to be in it but she couldn't (laughs) she couldn't wrap her brain around why or her motivation of why the hell she would like jay um (laughs) so that's heather graham
1: you're not wrong yeah
0: (laughs) yeah And then this is when
1: Jay introduces Silent Bob as his hetero life mate, which is what I call Amber. She's my hetero life mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then Justice wears glasses because that was something that Shannon Elizabeth suggested because Justice is blind. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth.
0: Deep Let, dive. Let's let's not. <laughs> Let's not try to be smart in this movie. So, so there's a guy who plays a PA later on in the movie, and I think that was her husband. I don't know if they're still together, but I think yes, that was her husband. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. I knew I recognized him from something. That's who he is.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> the brain, the brain, still works sometimes.
2: Let <laughs> me, Sorry. let me just go back to Jay's boner. Yes, <laughs>
0: Please
2: <laughs> yes. Please elaborate on <laughs> again, again, again. So from people that watching this shannon elizabeth was in a movie a couple years prior Yeah,
1: she,
2: she bared full chesticles
1: <laughs> she did what sweater
2: <laughs> s- sweater meets were out so i understand jay's boner situation and then he puts the cup on his boat or uh silent bob does right yeah, yeah.
0: silent bob, bob to, yeah, to so notify bob... him that your dick's yeah. out dude like <laughs>
2: So in that moment of time, I fully understand where Jay's coming from because well, yes, yeah, Elizabeth... Elizabeth
0: is hot. Oh, yes, yeah.
2: yeah. So twelve year old <laughs> I... me was like, "Yep." Same Z's hundred percent.
1: I just realized you're our first male guest on the show.
2: I was yes. gonna say that earlier. I was gonna say that earlier, but I was like, "Yeah." Hey, <laughs>
1: Yay! Breaking barriers in the no yeah. more late fees. You're you're
0: setting right? the bar mark. Like yeah. literally. Yeah. You're making okay, a break so, in it if other yeah, men I get know. to be on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I know,
2: right? That's what I, As I, that's what I said earlier. If I get invited back. <laughs> 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 so a lot of a lot of a lot of the jokes in this movie, um, like with the, the dick jokes and stuff like that, um, it's it's weird because I understand them from a male perspective because Believe it or not, like heterosexual males, we make a lot of like like drawing dicks on dirty windshields. It's what we do. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's, it's, it's just what we do. We, it's we, I, we I do, It's just what we. It's just what we do. I don't. I don't know why. And you can ask dozens and dozens of men. It's just what we do. We're not going to draw. We're not going to draw boobs on your dirty windshield. <laughs> but we're going to draw a big penis, and that's just. Is it so like a lot of the, the the dick jokes and stuff in this movie? Yeah, I kind of understand.
0: <laughs> Mark, we we're women, we already know. <laughs> you are not telling us anything new. We right. are aware you guys love a dick. Men are dickmatized. Yeah. We are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Straight up. Straight by up. their own,
0: by their own dicks.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then we meet the
1: rest of the girl gang. Oh. Behind me for those who are Watching this. Um, <laughs> Sissy, Missy, and
0: Chrissy, which are Eliza Dushku, ali Larder, and Jennifer probably.
1: Schwalbach is Kevin Smith's wife. Correct. And this is her movie debut as Missy. <laughs> so Justice invites Jane Silent Bob to come along. They're headed to Colorado. The rest of the girls are like, who the fuck are these dudes? <laughs> because I mean, who wouldn't want Jay, he's so charming to be in a van with <laughs> you from multiple states um, and he quickly points out as Chrissy played by Allie Larder eats a cow tipper that this shit makes girls fart and then in pops Sean William Scott <laughs> which, in the worst wig ever at once. T- <laughs> one point jay calls him valiant which that is the haircut he has (laughs) a valiant haircut and then braces he can't seem
0: to talk around yeah (laughs) i honestly couldn't i could care less what he said or he did i love sean balloon scott so much i i was very i got super excited when i saw him pop up
1: and everything that every person that popped up was like brand new for you. Yeah. Imagine the wonder you must have <laughs> felt.
0: <laughs> I don't know if wonder was the word, but yeah, I felt a lot of things. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I felt wonder when Sean Williams Scott came out, for sure. That whole um, sheep situation was weird. So obviously Jay's obsessed with justice. Um, and so he's got to get this dude out of his way. So the way he does it, is almost like how an eighth grader would have done it, and he was like, "So do you like sheep? Would you fuck a sheep?" And he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I meant like if you were a sheep." So apparently, they're all the reason this comes up is because they're all going. They say they're going to go free some animals that have are being held and experimented on. They're a, they're part of SAC, <laughs> Students Against Animal Cruelty. Which reminded me of my time as the president of student tobacco reform knowledge for eternity in college. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> the longest acronym ever.
0: <laughs> so in high school, when I was in HOZA, I was a part of Tattoo, which was Teens Against Tobacco Use. And the collegiate version was STRIKE student tobacco reform initiative knowledge for eternity and i got paid to go around campus and get yelled at for trying to teach the wonderful people at florida a university not to smoke cigarettes i digress uh, <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new about me every day i do <laughs> learning and growing as people
1: <laughs> i I don't think I would be any more (laughs) surprised if you had told me you worked for Shield or Sword.
0: (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) That would be amazing.
1: So, and then there's this whole, to me, cringy scene where. Jay is asking justice. Oh, so you like animals? What about trouser snakes? And I'm like, don't fucking whip your dick out in front of this nice young lady here. (laughs) They
0: take so much time in the movie to literally watch his process internally of how he decides whether or not he should pull his dick out because this girl literally was nice to him. Yep. And you know what the saddest part of that is? How many men probably go through that process too? <laughs> Mark? Yes, anything
2: yes, to say? <laughs> Since I'm the all go-to guy. For this uh, honestly, I have never in my life, it might mean, just be me speaking, I have never contemplated in my life should I whip my wiener out in front of a woman? Uh, unless the time is right. You know what I mean? Never in my life I've just been like, oh yeah, I should whip it out right now.
1: I'm really nope. proud of you right now, Mark. Consent yes, consent okay, matters, good. people. Yes.
2: Yes, very <laughs> true. Very
0: true.
2: Very true.
0: We've got that they kicked out Sean William Scott. Like, oh yeah, after that- he
1: says he would he would fuck a sheep if he was another sheep, but Jay omitted the <laughs> if I was another sheep part. So then the next scene is they stop at a convenience store and I really love that Jay and Silent Bob try to like lean up against the glass and stuff and they can't get comfy because it's not their convenience store. Oh God. And then Jay goes down this rabbit hole. He fantasizes a lot.
0: Yeah. He has, I mean, look the I'm no, I'm no therapist. I'm no psychiatrist or psychologist, but I definitely think that he's probably got ADHD. Oh, himself. he hundred percent has ADHD. <laughs>
1: And it's a weird hyper focus that he has. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so he he's like the, humping the glass at one point. The girls are talking about how Sean William Scott
0: character Brent was supposed to be their patsy. And now it's up to justice to figure out how to get Jay and Silent Bob to agree to go in and steal the monkey or, or release the monkeys or whatever while yes. they continue with their plan. And so uh justice is a little annoyed because she thinks that they're innocent and kind and she doesn't want to do that to them and the rest of the girls. The the way these girls talk to each other is super weird <laughs> like and i yeah. feel
1: like so that when i was choosing my background which are the four girls in their cat suits cuz they're fucking hot in their cat suits i really had to like check myself and be like okay were they being exploited or was this kevin smith saying these are all the tropes that are typically in male-driven movies and i feel like it was the latter he was really just pointing out all of the ridiculous things
0: that are written into female parts the funny thing is though like i think again with him talking about homosexuality and his, the intent is good, but it's not executed properly because it literally still is over sexualized. Yes, and, and it's it's really not. It's tongue and it's too tongue in cheek, where it's not really showing what his intentions are. Because any yeah. guy and Mark, you can attest to this. Were you thinking, <laughs> watching this movie? Oh man, he's really speaking of the about the woman's view and the male gaze in this situation, or were you like, damn, they look hot and these <laughs> these cats.
2: So, so so obviously early on, yeah, so all I cared about was just, dang, these <laughs> girls, these girls look good, you know that stuff. But re-rewatching it now is just like, even with some of the, the, the gay jokes and stuff like that, there's a scene we're not we haven't got to it yet where uh Jay literally is sucking on a wiener with a hand motion. yeah. And- <laughs> It's it's still funny, but just knowing like today's audience, you're like, oh, that probably shouldn't have been shown. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I think it's just everything is like time relevance, right? So it's, it's it, just that kind of thing. It's like back, like I don't say back in the day, because I mean, I mean, I guess it is like 20 years ago, but yeah. Um, now it's just like yeah, seeing that stuff in movies right now, it's just, like kind of crazy that it's like holy shit, how was that allowed? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so then Jay throws in Snoogan's beans. I'm kidding which I never picked up on that line until now. Yeah. So anytime he says anything and then says Snugins afterwards, it's just like, JK does, just kidding.
0: Apparently the verbiage for his character, it has to do with the way that he speaks in real life and from his youth. So that was good to find out when we're doing research for this because I I feel like I need a dictionary to understand (laughs) what, like in all the movies, what the hell he's talking about.
1: Justice convinces him to steal a monkey and he's like shit I I would have stolen a monkey for you (laughs) because his end goal is I want to fuck Justice how how do I get across that finish line we um, see this conversation between Justice and Jay where he's like calling all the girls you bitches and she points out women don't like to be called bitches. (laughs) Seems obvious. And then he says, what about piece of ass? Yeah. And she's like, not so much. And so then he comes up with his term of endearment for her boo-boo kitty fuck.
2: How is that any better?
0: (laughs) I literally just want to find my soulmate so I can call him boo-boo kitty fuck. (laughs) Please (laughs) do. bbkf
2: yeah and i, I, I do
0: want to say it like boo boo kitty pause fuck like I, I feel like that will cherry on top
1: yes <laughs> and so then they asked jay about the clitoris and you could tell in
0: his eyes that clitoris. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> i don't know, know why i said
1: it like worst.
0: <laughs> but he looked like i don't fucking know nothing about no clitoris <laughs>
1: And he literally says, I am the master of the clit. I am the clit commander. No, <laughs> yes,
0: sir. Not would, with that, aggro. You're I not. would love to meet the clit commander, please.
1: <laughs>
0: Send him to Danielle's house. <laughs> I would love to love to know you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, shortly after that they've arrived
0: at the Degrassi, the in- Degrassi? so here is the thing <laughs> I don't know 100% but like 90% of my, my brain as soon as I saw the building I said that's fucking Degrassi Danielle, if you know it by sight,
1: you know it too well. <laughs> I do
0: not. You could never know the grassy too well. They're going
1: in to liberate the animals. This—I don't know why they chose the orangutan in particular. The girls to like hyper focus on that. That's the animal they had to to free. And so Jay's like kiss for good luck. So Justice kisses him, and then Silent Bob's like, well, "Me too." He doesn't <laughs> say it. He emotions and so she's going to like just give him a kiss on the cheek and jay yells get off my kool-aid motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) and then silent bob always with them toys pulling out the grappling hook that i'm like are you
0: batman what the fuck
1: oh yeah he had that same utility belt and um, mall rats and used the same gun to get them that's
0: right I forgot about that. It's been so long since I've seen it. So then, while they're breaking
1: into the animal testing building, Degrassi, the girls are getting ready to break into the Colorado Diamond Exchange, which happens to be next door. And so they hop out of the van in their <laughs> their cat suits, strike and poses. The zipper on the front is not zipped up all the way. So there is ample cleavage. Mm -hmm. We switch back to Jay and Silent Bob are in the animal testing building. And Jay, for some reason, decides he needs the tranquilizer gun. And so takes that along with the orangutan. And then Silent Bob is very sad about the other animals they're about to leave behind. So they end up freeing all the animals. And while that is happening, the girls go in, they have this mini backpack that's filled with pink accessories. They have a noise detector because the diamond exchange has like a sound alarm and it's shaped like a birth control.
0: Yes. I
1: was like, (laughs) what the fuck? And then like the fog that they use so they can see the lasers that they have to flippies through looks like hairspray and stuff so it's all very pink and very girly for their jewel thief espionage yeah and so they have to jump through all these lasers very entrapment a la catherine zeta jones (laughs) and eliza dushku gets through shannon elizabeth goes through and then ali larder goes through she flips on the the wall instead
0: of the before when she lands it just looks so unnatural and fake <laughs> It was just
1: it takes you out of it yeah all of it. yeah not that any of this movie is believable <laughs> annoying, but that was the thing <laughs> and then her fart face is perfection yeah I love the face she makes when she inadvertently farts because that skinny stoner was right and movies makes girls fart so the alarm is set off they have to they smash and grab get to the van somehow they have a second car
0: yeah so how did that car get there or did they steal it who
1: knows (laughs) so they have this convertible getaway car they put a bomb on the van and so as jay and silent bob are running out with suzanne the orangutan which, also I feel like,
0: rats. which I feel like they've hurt the poor monkey when they fell back like they, yes yeah that monkey in this well it's
1: not a monkey it's an ape um yeah. it being in the sack I don't I don't care for yeah so the the van explodes and throws everyone back the police have just arrived at that time and so everyone's thrown back. Jalen, and Silent Bob are able to get away because everyone's discombobulated. And so now they're on the run with this orangutan named Suzanne, who is precious.
0: <laughs> and where do they go on the run, Jackie? A fucking diner. They are wanted, <laughs> they're hungry. They're wanted criminals and they don't just take it to go. They're literally sitting there like a family having a meal. The orangutan is feeding Silent Bob An ice cream sundae. (laughs) So crazy. And then we're introduced to Will Ferrell's, which it, it was just like amazing the amount of talent in this movie. And it just was so wasted. I love Will Ferrell. And I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I don't find him funny in it. And that's what happened in this movie. I did not laugh at one thing. I was very disappointed. So he comes in. And he tells pretty much the cops that he has jurisdiction because he's like a wildlife. He's a federal wildlife marshal. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Right. No.
1: (laughs) And so Jay and Silent Bob, they have to get out of the diner. And so they see this kid with a surprise movie
0: sweatshirt. And so they put it on the orangutan and put the hood up. But the reason they're even in that situation is because they do get caught and- the sheriff and all his men are there again the sheriff is played by jed nelson if you're an 80s fan you'll know who that is from the breakfast club
1: so they're like oh a same-sex couple with their
0: child <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the sheriff is like uh the hell it's not it's in the rain thing <laughs> and will Farrell's character the federal wildlife marshal he's like well i don't this is like a pr nightmare we can't we can't do, we have to pretend because they look like, you know, they're pretending to be a same-sex couple or whatever. I'm just like the nonsensical nonsense (laughs) of this. There's a shootout because they pretend that they're the couple and that this is a child. And then they try to make a run for it. And the entire police force is shooting at them and somehow yet they still get away.
1: Yes. At one point, it's shortly after that, they say they received a video from clit which is coalition for the liberation of itinerant tree dwellers (laughs) and will ferrell goes we need to find a vcr i was like oh that dates this movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you know that charlie sheen was actually supposed to play the role of the marshal Glad that didn't happen. There was already <laughs> enough problematic people in this movie as it is. It's true.
1: They show Jay and Silent Bob and Suzanne just all hanging out. They're like engaged in some sort of weird staring contest with the
0: ape. Well, did we talk about them recreating the fugitive scene where they're at, at that pipe with the no. waterfall? No, and... I I blocked that. <laughs> so they they literally recreate the fugitive scene. And the CGI on Will Ferrell falling down into this dam after Will Ferrell's character falls, then I guess they're on the road, like literally standing in the middle of the road together talking. And this is where we hear Silent Bob speak because he's so fucking frustrated because <laughs> the orangutan gets taken by a Hollywood Critters guy with a car. It's super random that he just found the orangutan, took him, and just kept going. Yeah. Like, you weird. are mine
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Silent Bob is trying to tell Jay, hey, there's a, a sign on the back of the car. He's, like, gesturing and making, like, a square with his hands, and and Jay's just not... He's just like, fucking speak. What the hell do you have to tell me? <laughs> they finally make it to Hollywood. Because they hitchhike and Jay follows through with the unwritten rules of the road and gives the Jeep Lady Roadhead, it seems, to get there. And then we run into a fellow drug
0: dealer. Yes, Pumpkin Escobar, <laughs> who's played by Tracy Morgan. And he actually told, you know, Kevin Smith that he should have a sidekick because if he is the West Coast Jay, he should have his own version of Silent Bob. And so they have these um <laughs> marijuana selling cards or something. Like, like register, <laughs> like they're in the SAG or something, but <laughs> yeah,
1: for for, we. for drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy Morgan's character, Pumpkin Escobar, asks Jay if medical has made its way to New Jersey. And Jay's like, Not yet. And I was like, Oh shit, we've been talking about medical marijuana since two
0: thousand one, Yeah. <laughs> shit well yeah because when we did the dave Chappelle movie they were already baked yeah that was all medical marijuana oh that's true it's been in the works for a while yeah (laughs) 100 percent
1: then it cuts to a news anchor who's live on the scene at miramax studios because we know that's where the
0: fugitives are headed and if she's giving this news report. It's funny because you see the old news anchors from E! News that no longer exist anymore. And it was just like a nice flashback. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember them.
1: Yeah so it's like she's on location giving an update and the the fugitives are that they haven't been spotted yet and meanwhile Jay and Silent Bob are behind her and like Silent Bob is just like waving to the camera why does the cameraman
0: say like hey bitch they're (laughs)
1: right there look behind you right why does anything happen in this movie, Danielle? <laughs> I don't know.
0: And one of the one of the anchors is John Stewart, and another channel as well. When he's talking about the fugitives, which so many again, so many cameos.
1: Yeah, they're talking about the clit and the labia. I <laughs> bet. First... Well, and this is the second time John Stewart has cameoed in a movie we've done because he cameoed in Half Baked.
0: Yeah, true facts
2: i wrote down i wrote down uh when john stewart was talking to uh, to will ferrell about the clip. <laughs> one funny one funny uh comment he said was if you come across a clip don't rub it the wrong way <laughs> 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 and i was just dying laughing i'm like oh my god because so, they're obviously right talking about right NBA yeah well <laughs> oh, it was so funny true that true so that. now
1: jay and silent bob are trying to to nonchalantly get into the Miramax studios. They're kind of like whistling to be nonchalant and. (laughs) Like
0: nobody sees them (laughs) trying to get on the lot.
1: And Diedrich Bader plays the Miramax security guard and is hot on their tail. I have a question. Yeah. They're dressed as Jay and Silent Bob. Why
0: aren't they just assumed to be the, because they're shooting the movie? Yeah, uh, Jackie, don't bring logic to to <laughs> this. Don't bring a a a knife to a gun gunfight.
1: Then we go set to set into some of the spoofs of movies that Miramax has done, and so the first one we go into is, is
0: Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, Hunting 2, Two,
1: Hunting Season. Yes, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> okay danielle you know how i can connect every movie to Hanson.
0: <laughs> um okay the director
1: the director of goodwill hunting 2 hunting season is gus van Sant, and he directed Hanson's weird music video
0: um i was surprised that they got gus van Sant, and I liked how, again, it was very meta. He literally wasn't directing the movie at all, which was probably speaking to a movie where, that he had done recently where people trashed it and said he wasn't he even directing it. Yeah. Um, and he was sitting there counting his money. Ben Affleck has the worst, like 2000s ha- blonde frosted. Boy violence. band frosted tips. Oh, so freaking bad. And it, is, it just gets super confusing and meta uh, with these two because- they're them playing themselves, but a different version of themselves, but they've both been in the Kevin Smith universe. And then they talk about being in dogma mm-hmm. as themselves. Bartleby and Loki, but yeah. in the universe of things, it also exists. Like if you, this is a multiverse <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I really
1: enjoy this little scene. First, when they, they talk about they're going to make their lion and their lemon face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Prior to that, when Diedrich Bader is, um, someone radios him as is like, have you seen them? Blah, blah, blah. It's Ben Affleck's voice on the radio.
0: Yeah. And he's
1: like, oh, it wouldn't be a 1068. That's when Affleck
0: has hookers in his trailer again. Which... Is really funny because that there's there's so much allegations between when he was dating J Lo there was you know some situations about him going to like a strip club and yep it wasn't too far after that that they ended their their engagement so it was I, just
1: put on hiatus for twenty years you?
0: whatever <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was funny that you're making fun of this which this would not have flown at all heat now oh,
1: then we roll into scream three it seems like yes that's around the time it is, frame
0: it is scream three with shannon doherty and Wes craven in this scene yes,
1: yes. so shannon doherty of course was in mall Rat. she was one of the main characters and she's upset because the stolen ape suzanne turns out to be the ghost space killer in <laughs> scream three and Wes craven's just like what People like animals. Like, just <laughs> okay. give me that scream, Money.
0: <laughs> I found out what poster was in this scene. It was actually Selma Hayek. Um, there was a poster mm. of her in this scene because she was supposed to reprise her role of serendipity from the muse from Dogma, but she had scheduling conflicts. So she had to drop out. So they had that like as a little Easter egg. Nice. Which I totally missed. I don't know if you saw it. So then they
1: they roll out. They find a bike with a basket. They have their their orangutan back and it's an E.T. very movie. obviously yeah an homage to ET. Somehow they get launched in the air, <laughs> fly through a window, and oh oh they just happen to be in James Vanderbeek and Jason Biggs' dressing room <laughs> as they're getting ready to start shooting Blunt and Chronic.
0: Which is really funny because the banter between Jason Biggs and Vanderbeek is that they're having this banter about the two prominent characters. They both played: Jason Biggs in um, American Pie and Dawson Leary from Dawson's Creek. And I just think it's really, really hilarious because back then they probably wanted to be like real... Movie actors. stars, stores, <laughs> and now they would eat up being any reminiscence of you know trying to relive their 90s 2000s lives. And then Jason Biggs mentioned his, he's like, nobody remembers me from anything else like Loser or Boys and Girls, which I was done. <laughs> Obviously, those were his only Miramax movies, so but I was like, dude, nobody's a pie that. fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I love that Jay and Silent Bob make fun of them for those roles. And then he was like, Why you let Pacey take your, your your girl, bitch, or whatever? And I died laughing because at the time, James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson were fighting a lot on the show. Like they were not for cool on the show. So I'm like, I wonder if that bothered him. And then he also asks Jason Biggs, Hey, did you ever get to
1: third base with that Russian trick? Yeah. Chick, which is. Obviously, Shannon Elizabeth, who plays Justice in this movie. So another very meta (laughs) encounter. I love in the scene where Jay just yells, you're
0: the Dawson. (laughs) But when they ask him, he's like, no, I didn't. He was he didn't get what Shannon Elizabeth. But then Vanderbeek says when they ask, like, oh, did you ever hook up with Joey? He then goes, oh, it's a funny story, which I think is a dig because. Katie Holmes was dating Joshua Jackson the duration of that show, pretty much. So I was like, yeah. look, "Look at that, you little asshole!" <laughs> <sighs> here, here comes Vanderbeek with the deep cuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> but only I, an obsessive WB watcher, could read the room.
1: <laughs>
0: and this is when
1: Jason Biggs makes some um, gay joke. And Vanderbeek's the one that calls him out. Like, why does why does it always got to be dick and gay jokes? That's not cool, man.
0: Yes, um, is this is supposed to make up for all the gay. Which I, in the I, I am, movie
1: I appreciate, James Vanderbeek, but in this movie, too little, too late.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, it's really Kevin because yes. he has gotten to the end of his movie, and it's like having some moral compass all of a sudden. <laughs> about the 90 million gay jokes he made and then they hand the orangutan the tranquilizer gun (laughs) question mark they are having a huddle that's what starts (laughs) vanderbeek that's what starts (laughs) vanderbeek (laughs) and jason biggs having their homophobic conversation because jane and bob huddle to discuss what they're going to do and while they're doing that the orangutan has taken care of business with the fake and Silent Bob.
1: So then they see the blunt man in chronic costumes hanging up and they're <laughs> like, Oh, this is how we moonwalk out of this piece. We're going to dress as blunt man and comic. And then they wander on set and the director,
0: oh. Chaka <laughs> Luther King. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? You know, I did not complain once that there literally, there were no real Black people in this movie until we get towards the end. And then when we get to Black people, which we get a very small cameo by Tracy Morgan, we get Chris Rock. Who plays a drug dealer. Who plays a drug dealer. And then we get Chris Rock and is the most angry Black man in the world, which I know is kind of Chris Rock's you know, stick back then. Yeah, it, but it was it,
1: it was to the nth degree though. That, that was not like because I listened to a lot of Chris Rock stand up, and that wasn't even the level
0: that he was on. It was just so so. It was stupid. It wasn't even like. That I got angry because it was just a stereotype. So
1: over the top.
0: It was just so ridiculously stupid and just pointless and not funny. I think that's what irritates me when you have really good funny people and I'm not getting a laugh out of it. And I, was I really agree disappointed. that this cameo
1: for as wonderful as he was as Rufus in Dogma. Yeah. There was no redeeming qualities he wasn't funny yeah and the jokes went on and on too long yes it just felt really heavy and it made you feel uncomfortable which i think well kevin smith has said he wanted this movie to be a cartoon come to life so everyone was supposed to be over the top and really their tropes really exacerbated yeah and it just fell flat in certain yeah that
2: i I remember watching it even Back in the day, i always thinking that Chris Rock character was very cringy. I guess yeah, that's the word yeah. you would use now. Yeah, uh, it was. It was just, like I said, over the top, just over dramatic, overdone. It was just like, I mean, he took the role, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, but just as a viewer, even now when I watched, it, I was just like, damn, so weird, so cringy.
0: Well, yes, I do want to say we got a cameo from Shannon Elizabeth's husband and mm-hmm. Jamie Kennedy as well so that was poor that was,
1: Jamie Kennedy I the felt coffee so guy bad.
2: Yes. yes the coffee guy
1: <laughs> I felt so bad for him in that scene he's just like no booger, sir
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel bad for him but I was just like this is just ridiculous you have so much quality in this movie and it's just trash
1: all of a sudden They're on set. They don't know what the fuck to do. They're standing there. What do I do with my hands? And in comes Cop Knocker, played by Mark Hamill, which Kevin Smith took the time to do graphics on the screen that said, hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. And then, like, in brackets, applause, and it, like, flashes, (laughs) which I can't remember in the theater if I applauded or not, I probably did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so David Duchovny wanted the role of Knocker, but then he started shooting Evolution, which I love that movie. We watched it two weekends ago. And I'm like, we have to do this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love Evolution. It's
0: so good. And so Mark Hamill was offered the role, but he had to ask Lo- Lucas Films first for permission because there was just a lot... <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot in the script that he didn't understand that he questioned that he thought was inappropriate there was so much star wars reference like the bong being mm-hmm. the lightsaber so he wanted to make sure that he didn't mess with the hand that fed him or whatever mm-hmm. that saying is but he got permission he got full <laughs> permission this is how i know george lucas smokes smokes weed because <laughs> what <laughs>
1: out comes cock mark hamill and he has a dildo lightsaber a little floppy but still good
0: <laughs> he also has a like a hulk hand
1: yes then chris rock goes i think george lucas is gonna sue somebody which was like his only funny line in the movie yep and not wrong That was probably a good possibility, although I'm sure Kevin Smith
0: is cool with his Arts. I think think they got permission. They had to have, yeah.
1: Silent Bob uses the Force to (laughs) get his ticket, which he was practicing in Mallrats, so he finally mastered the Force, which is nice.
0: (laughs) So for you, Silent Bob. If Disney owns Miramax and owns this movie it's canon in star wars <laughs> yeah, it could
1: possibly be so getting back to it silent bob uses the force grabs his lightsaber bong and probably fulfilled a lifelong dream by having a lightsaber fight
0: <laughs> yes. with
1: motherfucking luke skywalker
0: yep and um, um but he doesn't win it he no yeah. He- and
1: so Jay comes out, he has the double-ended lightsaber bong like the Sith. Correct. And at one point he turns the lightsaber off so he could take a hit off of it <laughs> and then turns it back on and that was a suggestion from Jay when they were practicing the
0: scene. That wasn't written in the script. He also lands like Black Widow. He does the he does the comic book hero he cuts his hand off. Like and, in yeah, and
1: Yeah, and, and knocker says, oh no, not, not again. Not again,
0: and then looks at the camera. I'm like, yeah.
1: come on, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Will Ferrell has shown up. He's not dead after falling into the Hoover Dam.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, when that scene happened, I was like, oh, guess bitch dead. Nope round two
1: <laughs> and so he goes in guns blazing into the studio shoots before looking and they're shooting what seems to be barney but with movie yeah <laughs> he's just <laughs> and there is a giant hole in movie Mubi, so movie's dead R-I-P. r.i.p and will ferrell said oh that was supposed to be a warning shot bitch would you say yeah that was
0: bad so yeah. then he
1: walks into the actual set that he needed to be in and just as he's walking in justice shows up with the diamonds because she has seen all of the news coverage about jay and silent bob and how they're wanted fugitives and she's like <laughs> it doing this all for love,
0: <laughs> mark so everybody's just getting on the set huh like security's not letting them in right
2: (laughs) yeah that's how it is is in hollywood
0: (laughs) security was not tight maybe because all the security guards were looking for jay and silent bob like everybody was able to get in after that
2: well there was in when they first get to miramax studios there was that one guy he like a it was like not a top hat what kind of hat did he have on but he was like a super cringy also like little security guy yeah was very weird in the movie then see the, the whole the whole movie is just like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but but kevin smith like blends everything together to where it makes sense in a reality of shit not making sense <laughs> does that make sense i don't know i don't know how to explain it that's basically what it is
1: i, I <laughs> don't know what happened sense? but i was entertained <laughs> exactly
2: exactly yeah.
1: So Justice shows up with the diamonds and proclaims her love for Jay. Again, Heather Graham, not wrong with the-
0: Not at all. Why the fuck does Justice love Jay? Yeah. (laughs) And then um, doesn't Missy, Chrissy- And Sissy. And Sissy show up with guns of their own. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now (sighs) it's just a big fucking shootout. Yeah. <laughs> and we find out the Marshall will Farrell's character doesn't know how to use his gun at all he's <laughs> just wildly shooting yeah it, it's a hot mess scene and um, while
1: all of this is going on jay and silent bob are having their come to jesus with banky about pay me bitch, bitch. where's my money yeah <laughs> and then this is when silent bob breaks his character for the second time and explains the legalities of what binky did and how he was in breach of contract because they agreed to their likeness in print but he had to renegotiate for other mediums yep so binky says okay i'll give you half and they kind of don't say anything he's (laughs) like okay two-thirds and then jay says no you said half again fractions bitch (laughs) Everyone is kind of knocked out or otherwise incapacitated. And so Justice learns that Will Ferrell's character originally wanted to be an FBI agent and failed. That's why he's a federal wildlife agent. <laughs> um, and so he has friends in the FBI, and she said, if um, Jay and Silent Bob are let go and I get a reduced sentence, I will turn myself in Missy, Sissy, and Chrissy.
0: And the in, diamonds, yeah.
1: And the diamonds in. So Justice pretty much makes a deal. Oh, and they get to keep Suzanne the orangutan. Why? <laughs> that
0: poor animal. She's part of the family, Danielle. Okay. And then- <laughs> She is their child. <laughs> <laughs> and then they proceed to realize they now have- money lots of money and so that's affords them enough (laughs) it's enough to be able to take some flights and because jay has not forgotten his purpose out of everything it was not to get the money it was to get the people on the internet to stop talking shit about them yep so he him and silent bob fly across the country and beat up what looks like a bunch of children. Yeah, there were a
1: couple of kids. There was a priest. <laughs> uh, there was a convenience store clerk. And then there was an office executive who seemed to be working in front of the bank of elevators. <laughs> yes, I was
0: like, wait a minute. You're mad at security? Like, what? Why is he acting like he's on an apartment phone call? You're downstairs in front of the elevators. You're security. <laughs> It was super weird. Yeah. And then um, we see them go to the premiere.
1: They go to the premiere of Blunt, Man and Chronic, and we see a bunch of other characters from various U.S. Universe <laughs> movies. So Amy from Chasing Amy and Trish the Dish from right. Mallrats have this lengthy conversation about how they should have optioned the Chasing Amy comic instead right. of... The Blunt man and chronic comic.
0: Saying that chasing Amy would never make be a movie, which yeah. met it again.
1: Yep. And then we transitioned to the after party,
0: Danielle. Yeah. There was there was a very special band playing.
1: <laughs> Morris Day in the Time with Jungle Love. Oh we go.
2: I'm not gonna lie. I tried that dance so many times after I watched it the first time to get that footwork down. Yeah, it's like the way way you kick the legs and then one kicks out. I I
0: feel like it was a precursor to any moves from MC Hammer.
2: Okay, probably.
0: And I was hardcore MC Hammer fan. And the way Justice was walking, because
1: apparently she was let out of prison to go to the premiere and the after party. Still so shackled. weird. She's still shackled. So the way she's like having to shuffle is yeah. fucking hilarious. And then she is dancing like I imagine an 11 year old would dance at a boy band concert. <laughs> <laughs> she's just kind of like flinging her hair around. And jumping up and down is her style of dancing. Jay and Silent Bob are invited up on stage and do the Jungle Love dance with Morris Day and the Time. And then we transition to the credit music, which is Afro Man because I got high.
0: I turned off the movie mm. after they said, hey, the party's across the street. Click. So you didn't see the whole scene with the Morris Day and the Time? No. But you just told know. me about it. I feel like I was there. <laughs> and
1: then you missed because I got high, which I purposely, like, I always turn it off at the beginning of the credits. I was like, nah, man, this is bop. <laughs> <laughs> La, da, 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 I was going to go to work,
0: but then I and got then high. Got
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and that is Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. The actor who
0: plays Jay, Jason Mewes, he, you know, was and pretty much an alcoholic and doing a all drug sorts addict. and a drug addict. Yeah. And him and Kevin Smith had quite a few fights on on the set, dealing with his substance abuse issues. Uh, he would get wasted every night and then come to the set and. They didn't know what he was going to be like each day. Mm -hmm. He was pretty much like a firecracker. And so once he got clean, he wanted another chance because he couldn't, he, (laughs) I don't have a substance abuse issue, (laughs) but
1: I can't. He pulled a Danielle and he can't remember shit about this movie. I can
0: can empathize (laughs) with the memory issue. And so Kevin Smith was nice enough to make the TV show to build new memories, so that
1: was no, really sweet. it was sweet. a movie. I went to the theater to see it's it. Is a movie? It's not a TV show? Yeah, it was a movie. Uh, Jay Re- the reboot. Alan- yeah, oh. Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back Reboot. Yeah, now I you've did. seen this? You should watch that, Danielle.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think it was a TV show? You know what? I wonder if there is a TV show coming.
1: Uh,
2: what? I want to say there was like a cartoon or something that he did, or like a comic Feel... There was a
1: Clerks um, cartoon back in the oh, okay. 90s. Oh, okay,
2: that might be if, it.
1: If you felt like this movie was meta, Jay and Silent Bob Reed, Redo is like meta times a hundred.
2: Like because it
1: re- references all the other movies plus this movie, mm-hmm. but then like rewrites some of this movie. Like it is bonkers, but it's so good. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed Kevin Smith, so. <laughs> and then um, they referenced Magnolia Fan a couple of times as being one of the the trolls on the forum, mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith put that in there because after Magnolia came out, he was posting on the forums, like, about how terrible Magnolia was, and a lot of people came for him on the forums, and so he put that Magnolia Fan in there as kind of, like, a fuck you to all the magnolia fans <laughs> oh the cat suits the jewel thieves wear during their heist are inspired by the outfits worn by black widow and black cat in their respective marvel comic books oh huh. jay and silent bob does pass the Bechtel test missy sissy christy and justice discuss their heist justice's place in the gang their motivations and in a deleted scene their sexual relationships while many of these conversations stray into discussing the male characters, there's still definitely back and forth lines that do not.
0: The movie definitely passes. And just remember, audience, the Bechdel test is literally the most basic test for how women interact with each other in a movie.
1: The guidelines that they they have to meet is it has to have at least two named women in it. They have to talk to each other and they have to talk to each other about something besides a man. Very baseline and you would not imagine the amount of movies that do not pass this very, very basic test.
0: Yeah,
2: so sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mark, did you have anything in there, notes that we didn't cover?
2: Uh, Let me take a quick gander. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I watched this movie so much that, like, I could almost listen to it and just watch the scene. that makes sense? So, like, so much of it, like, I I just listened to and I would just doodle and, you know, I like to draw and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. um, But no, I mean, other than that, you guys covered way more than I even.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with you, Mark. (laughs) What is your rating in obviously your current day rating for this movie
2: uh so i would have to give it a two-day rental okay. um and the reason being is uh if it ever pops up on tv i'll stop and watch it but just spending money on this movie <laughs> i don't see myself doing it uh, <laughs> I, I think i think i think also too, i've watched it so many times uh like i told you guys before is Uh, I could listen to it and basically imagine every scene of this movie. I just watched (laughs) it so many times. I just don't see myself buying it. So two day rental. Uh, Not a bad movie. Uh, Still love it. Uh, I think a lot of it too is just nostalgia for me. Yeah. Growing up, growing up, listening, watching some of the stuff for the first time. Uh, It's just, it's just more of that. The draw is oh yeah, I remember the first time I watched this or what I was yes. doing when I watched this. Uh, you know, what I was, what what kind of life experiences I was going through at that time. So, <laughs> you know, so that's that's what draws me back to this movie. But eh, two day rental.
1: I will um, agree with my cousin and I will give it a two day rental. Like you said, it just didn't, it, I really enjoyed it when it came out. And there's a lot of very memorable scenes and obviously all the cameos and all the, meta before meta was a thing in it, but jokes didn't hold up. It didn't age well. So (laughs) two day for me. What about you? Thought she had seen it, but really (laughs) hadn't.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I think I'm going to do two day rental. I don't think I'll ever watch it again if I don't have to. Um, But for me, it's still the the Kevin Smith, I'm just gonna say the Kevin Smith universe because both of us cannot pronounce what it really is supposed to be. Um, U.S. Universe, ha! Sure. <laughs> finally,
1: finally at the end of the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, two day rental, and that's just pure nostalgia on the entire universe itself. Um, and I, I counted, I only laughed once. So, if I had gotten like a really good funny scene, I, I might have felt something more. Well, now that we've had our ratings, um, Mark, thank you so much for joining us and just kind of watching how the magic happens from behind the scenes, right here in the middle of everything. Um, we had so much fun having you on and getting your insight and you will be invited back. I I definitely say yes to that. And I know yes. Jackie does. <laughs> so you have set the bar for any of our other future male guests. So this is great. I hope you had a good time. We both did. Yes.
2: Yeah, no, that was awesome just seeing uh, how you guys work. And like I said, I listen to the show weekly, literally waiting for you guys to post <laughs> the next episode. Uh, no, it's awesome. I'm I'm glad that uh, it was fun. Hopefully next time it's another good movie that I like and we'll do it again. I like it. It's fun. Thank you guys.
0: <laughs> well, let's get down to some... Uh, what did you call it house housekeeping yeah let's get to some housekeeping house- housekeeping <laughs> i said do not disturb bitch you want fresh towel nah get out
1: <laughs> you want me fluff pillow no bitch
0: it's the fucking holiday in
1: okay <laughs> hit, hit him with the social medias danielle <laughs>
0: sorry well okay um as you probably heard in the beginning of this episode we have a patreon page which we're super stoked about and we have patreon members already yes (laughs) I feel like we need to give our uh patreon
1: besties a shout out because (laughs) I'm so excited every time I get an email (laughs) so our very first patreon bestie was laura holla and then my mommy (laughs) because she supports us in everything that we do all of our crazy adventures and then our lovely Gwen who did the she's all that episode with us love you Gwen Um,
0: and then we have Morgan who you just heard on our now and then episode and um, my friend Ativa, thank you so much. And our favorite Shannon, who is currently trolling us right now on the Patreon page. So if you want to see some really fun comments, you
1: get some random ass questions.
0: <laughs> we love it. I love, you know what? When she gives support, it's 110%. And it And so is. I don't expect anything less, so... <laughs> And I'd like to give a special shout out to my head role life mate, Shayla for being one of our Patreon besties. You've been so supportive, you know, personally for me, whenever I'm just trying to think through this whole podcast thing and you listen to every episode, we really appreciate your support. Thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate it. Every day we are working on this. It's a passion project for us and, Helping and supporting through our Patreon really gives us the opportunity to produce more content and be able to work on this and give it 110%. So, thank you. And if you want to be a part of our Patreon family and be a Patreon bestie, you could hit up patreon.com backslash no more late fees, and we would be stoked to have you be a part of our membership family. <laughs>
1: And we have a Patreon birthday shout out this week. Have a very happy birthday, Johnny. Thanks for being a Patreon, Dusty.
0: And now back to our social shout outs. <laughs> so if you want to follow us on our social channels, hit up No More Late Fees on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. We have started to put our YouTube videos so you can not only hear our voices, you can see our wonderful facial expressions (laughs) as we do each episode. So hit us up on YouTube and subscribe, like, comment, um, and TikTok. Don't forget the tickety talk where Danielle gets all her news.
2: your local news channel.
0: <laughs> I, have to, I have to say that it's the news because people are like judging me and laughing at me when I say I heard it on TikTok. We also have our
1: quick drop, which is our voicemail. You can call in 909-601-NMLF. 909-601-6653. leave a voicemail if you have feedback if you liked disliked uh, a movie that we did if you have any movie suggestions blockbuster video store stories um, really anything you want to talk about if you want to elaborate if we got something wrong hit us up leave us a voicemail and you may be featured on a future episode So until next time, be kind and rewind.